0: Thank you for listening to the Rivers Church podcast with Pastor Andre and the Rivers team. Be sure to subscribe for a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to help your daily life. We pray that this message will help in whatever season of life you might be in. Well, do you know that in 2010, I produced this book called Pain is Inevitable, Misery is Optional. That is 11 years ago. Many people have read it, but guess what? Many people have not. But guess what's even worse? Many people have read it and are not currently applying it because the troubles of this life, the pain of this life, has brought misery into their lives. Do you know the phrase, pain is inevitable, misery is optional, was first coined by a lady called Barbara Johnson way back in 2004. And uh, she wrote a book, Stick a Geranium in Your Hat. And uh, she coined that phrase. And I want to begin a series this morning speaking to you from this book, even if you've read it. Because the truths are still powerful. People are just not living them. How many of you know this morning, pain is inevitable. There's nothing you can do about it. But misery is optional. It's a choice you have to keep making. It was Barbara Johnson way back in 2004 who said this and who coined this phrase. She said, pain is inevitable for all of us, but misery is optional. There is a seed of God's love in every event, every unpleasant situation, you may, f- in every unpleasant situation, you may find yourself. How many of you know we need to be looking for the good in things, not the bad, We need to be looking past our pain, not living in our pain. Pain is absolutely inevitable. If you're a living, breathing human being, you will experience pain. No matter how wealthy you are, you will experience pain. Money is not a shield against pain, if only it were. And we have to recognize that although pain is inevitable, misery is an option that we can reject. I will not be a victim, I will not be miserable, I will not allow my joy to be stolen, even though I experience physical pain, financial pain, and you know what we often overlook? Emotional pain. And many people have experienced this during COVID, and have ended up in misery, negativity, and victimhood. And we have to decide, I will not be a victim, I will not be negative, and I will not be miserable. We can choose how we live our lives. You know, I've been in ministry for 38 years, and I've had the privilege and pleasure of leading people, ministering to people, and counseling people. And what has amazed me most about people is that most people don't believe that they can enjoy their lives. They believe that they've had a bad lot or a bad rap due to their marriage or family or their upbringing or their looks. And so they've resigned themselves to living as victims, always complaining and attacking the system instead of deciding, you know, pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. And we need to make a decision. And I want to speak to you today in this first session on understanding pain and misery. Seems like we don't understand pain and misery. And life without pain is not only impossible, it's actually quite dangerous. Pain has a purpose in God's economy, and God designed us to feel pain. And uh, sometimes when you feel pain, it protects you. We've been designed to feel, but not overfeel. Can you say amen? Lord Byron, the great poet, said this. He said, the great art of life is sensation, to feel that we exist even In pain. Listen, the only people who don't feel pain today are dead people. And when you are dead to the circumstances and the trials of this life, that's when you live pain free. We need to live understanding how pain works and then living beyond it. So let me give you some things this morning. On how we can understand pain and misery. Number one, the first thing is we need to understand the origins of pain. Where does pain come from? Well, sin entered the world when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and partook of that forbidden fruit. And as a result of that, pain entered the world. I do believe they experienced some measure of pain, which, you know, pain is like a self-protection, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But misery entered the world. In fact, the Lord said, by the sweat of your brow, you're now going to have to work. So listen, every day when you go to work, it's going to be a pain, even if you're in ministry. We don't get up in the morning and so, say, Hallelujah. We're going to operate camera today. Our legs will never get tired. In Jesus' name. No. Whether you're in ministry or whether you're working in the working world, pain is part of the fall. So why do we complain about it when we just acknowledge that's where it came from? I've got to get used to it. Pain is inevitable. Misery is optional. In fact, here's an interesting thing. The Lord said that when we bear children, which is a most wonderful thing, eternal beings reproduced, having children is a wonderful gift. But he said to Eve in childbirth, you're going to experience incredible pain. Do you know that a woman has twice as many nerve receptors as a man? (laughs) Sorry, ladies. But pain is part of producing something fruitful. You know, people want to sit at home and just, you know, I want an easy job. Why? You're trying to deny reality. Pain is part of anything productive. In fact, the more productive you are, chances are the more pain you'll experience. And so pain came into the world through sin. A Hungarian proverb says, Adam ate the apple and our teeth still ache. (laughs) Isn't that true? And so pain is a harsh reality that everyone's trying to remove or avoid, but pain is truly inevitable and we do not live in an ideal world. In fact, we live in a world, listen to me, where there is war and guess what? Jesus said that would increase in the last days. I think we imagine in these days that if we just talk enough and we protest enough, war will go away. Now we're living under sin, under the fall, and pain is a part of our world. And the origin of it was Adam and Eve's disobedience. How many of you know COVID has been a pain? And the results of COVID, the effects of COVID are a pain in our lives. If you want to understand why Adam's sin has affected all of us and brought all of us into a place of pain, imagine this, a glass of water. And you take just a little bit of salt in your hand, and you sprinkle it into the water. Have you noticed that just not just the bottom of the glass is salty? The entire glass is salty from just the sprinkling of salt. And that's what's hap- happened with the fall of Adam. Augustine described it like this. He says, and it's poetic, Originally one, he has fallen, and breaking up, he has filled the whole earth with the pieces. Sin entered the world, pain entered the world, pain is part of the fallen world. But listen to me again today, pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. I have decided that every day I'm going to make a choice. I will not be weighed down, I will not be negative, I'm not a victim. This world is evil, this world is terrible. There's a war in the Ukraine, those people don't deserve it. Russia is a bully. They don't, but I will not be weighed down, preoccupied. I will not constantly look at the news and criticize the government because pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. We need to know where pain comes from so we don't think we can do away with it permanently. Number two, accept the reality of pain. A Jewish proverb puts it like this. To not have pain is not to have been human. Not to have had pain is not to have been human. How I many of you know you, you, you're alive and breathing, you're going to have pain? And you would accept the reality of it. And anyone who's not experiencing pain is dead. Isn't that true? William James said this ask not that all troubles end, for when troubles end, life ends too. <laughs> acceptance of what has happened is the first step to overcoming the consequences of any misfortune don't wish it away accept it because it's part of life and then move forward Solomon spoke of life and work as involving pain but listen to me he said this in a negative context when he was discouraged now we read it we have to say yes but I will rise above it Ecclesiastes chapter 2 he says what does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving which he labors under the sun all these days his work is pain and grief even at night his mind does not rest this too is meaningless see this is the this is the acceptance of a reality if you're going to live and you're going to work hard you're going to have pain Don't lie in bed and complain, my my legs are so sore, stood on my feet the whole day serving customers. You've got a job. You've got income. And if you're doing something, there is going to be a byproduct. A tired mind or a tired leg, your emotional state is what you choose. Man, I'm tired, but thank God I've got a job. Man, I'm tired, but I thank God I was able to help people today. We have to constantly choose a positive posture in the midst of a fallen, painful world. Even the Lord Jesus wasn't spared from pain. Do you realize that? He lived on the earth in a physical body, and he was not spared from pain. He suffered hunger, abuse, criticism, rejection, and then finally the excruciating pain of being scourged by the Romans and being nailed to the cross. And yet in it all, never once displayed negativity or a spirit of victimhood. Asked his father, why have you forsaken me? But you never get victimhood from Jesus. He faces it bravely and he faces it with faith. Philip Brooks, the British Bible scholar, said this. He said, Christ made no promise that those who followed him in his plan of reestablishing life on its proper basic principles would enjoy a special immunity from pain and sorrow. Nor did he himself experience such immunity. He did, however, promise enough joy and courage, enough love and confidence in God to enable those who went his way to do far more than survive. You're not meant to just get by. You're meant to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. You're meant to know that pain is inevitable, but misery is what? Optional number three. Let's understand the purpose of pain. We need to understand the origins of pain, accept the reality of pain, but we also need to understand the purpose of pain. Why is there pain in the world? Owen Meredith, the British poet, said, there is purpose in pain, otherwise it were devilish. Isn't that true? True. If there were no purpose in pain, it would be a devilish thing. But God has designed us to experience pain because when you experience pain, it protects you and warns you that something is wrong. The minute you touch a hot stove, you, it protects you. Imagine you touched a hot stove and you, nothing happened. You'd be like, smells like someone next door's brine. But wait, when you experience emotional pain, hear me today. When you experience emotional pain, it's warning you something's not right. Amazing how people date one another. Women date men, and they suffer abuse and emotional pain, and they think it'll improve when they get married. No, there's a purpose in that pain. It's saying, hey, trouble cometh. And here's the thing. People get divorced, and they think pain's going to go away, but they suffer the emotional pain of breaking the covenant. There's a young girl, she's very unusual, her name is Gabby Gringras. she's not like any other child, she's got a rare condition, only hundred people in the world have got this condition, and it's called CIPA, C-I-P-A, Congenital Insensitivity to Pain with Anhydrosis. She can feel, but her brain doesn't translate it into pain, and if she fell and broke her arm, she wouldn't know. In fact, when she was just two, they had to pull out all her teeth because she was chewing her gums away, couldn't feel anything. You know, if she put her hand in hot boiling water, she wouldn't know. She would be like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And uh, by the time she was just a, a toddler, she had a little eye infection, so they gave her some eye gel, and the eye gel irritated the eye, so she scratched the eye so badly that the eye had to be removed. In the end, she had to wear goggles. Can you see that pain can protect you? And Now, fortunately, she's a grown-up woman, and she's made it through, and she's learned to manage. She's still at risk of hurting herself, but she now understands that pain is a gift from God, not a nuisance. How do you view pain in your life? Sometimes it's a warning. It's God telling you something is wrong. You need to be careful, and it can protect us. You know, Dr. Paul Brand is a famous... uh, 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 doctor, and and he's helped a lot of people with leprosy, gone to many of the islands in, in, in the Pacific and helped people with leprosy, and he says, you know, people think that leprosy is an infection. People get infected, and that's why they lose body parts, but he says, it's not true. He says, leprosy is, is a dangerous thing because people don't feel pain, so when you're walking along and you kick your foot against something, you don't, you don't feel pain, so you just carry on walking. Meanwhile, your toe is just like half hanging off. Next minute, it's just like, oh, there's my toe. No, it's, it's a terrible thing. Pain protects people, but it's also hurtful. But here's the thing pain is inevitable. Misery is what? And we need to recognize that, church. Do you know that God sometimes uses pain to speak to you? I know that during COVID, God spoke to people like he hadn't spoken to people for a long time, they weren't listening. And C.S. Lewis said this of pain. He says, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Hmm? You'll find that often when you break the laws of God, that's when you experience pain as well. If you had to jump off the top of a building, you would fall onto the ground and you would experience pain. Why? Because you broke the law of gravity. Same when you break God's laws in the kingdom. You experience pain. That's why you experience guilt. You come to a communion service and you feel, I don't know if I'm saved anymore. Why? Because you broke God's divine law and now you're experiencing the repercussions. Isn't that true? I don't have time to read it, but 1 Corinthians chapter 11 tells us. That's why many people, when they come to communion, are weak and sick, and many have died. Why? You broke God's law, and when you've experienced the pain and the guilt of it, you didn't listen. As a result, you ended up dying from the sin that became entrenched in your life, and you're a Christian. It's God's warning system to us. C.S. Lewis put it like this. He said, I believe that all pain is contrary to God's will. Absolutely, but not relatively. A mother spanking a child would rather cause it this pain than let it go on pulling the cat's tail. But she would like it better if no situation which demands a smack had arisen. People can understand, why does God let me experience pain? He wants you to experience pain because something worse is happening. And so there's a purpose in pain. It protects us emotionally and Physically, number four. Is this helping you today? You better say yes. Number four, what we have to do is put your pain into perspective. I wanted to call this point cope with your pain, but I I think we have to put our pain into perspective. We have to look at it a certain way, and when you do, you, you, you overcome, and misery doesn't set into your life. Julius Caesar said this of men. He said, it is easier to find men who will volunteer to die than than to find those who are willing to endure pain with patience. (laughs) Men would rather die than have any kind of pain because dying is quick. And pain can preoccupy you. You have to get a perspective because if you're not careful, pain will preoccupy you. And you know what it'll do? It'll shrink your world and get you preoccupied with self. Me and my, and you become self absorbed, you become a victim, and you start to focus only on yourself. And people, I've, I've watched people over, uh, over COVID, they become victims of this thing, and, and they can only see themselves and how bad life has been to them and how hard it's been for them. But as Christians, we can't be like that. Can you say amen? We have to rise up and not let pain conquer our joy. And listen, if it conquers our joy, it'll conquer the people around us because misery is contagious. I think it's one of our friends here in the front row who says, misery loves company. Mm? Isn't that the truth? And so we've got to get a perspective, otherwise it becomes all about us, and life is not just about us. I'll tell you what, pain will test the level of your life. There's that Czechoslovakian runner, Emil Zatopek. And uh, he says, it's at the borders of pain and suffering that the men are separated from the boys. And we have to make a decision early in life that we will conquer pain and we will be grateful and thankful and we won't allow pain to destroy us. And we've got to see God in our pain and we've got to see God through our pain rather than letting our pain destroy us and take us into self-pity. Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you are saying, you don't realize what I've been through. No, it's not what you've been through. It's your perspective of what you've been through. Let me explain this to you by illustrating to you a story. You remember that during the Iraq war, CNN constantly brought that war into our homes. Do you remember that? Blow by blow, we were shown that war. And at one time, they showed a young man's coffin being brought home, and uh, they showed the fallen soldiers, the aeroplanes landing, and uh, I was watching it at one time, and then ended up reading the story of, uh, of, of what was happening at the time, and what they, were, what they were showing was these coffins, and guess what they were also showing? The protests and anger of people in the general population who were angry at the Iraq war. Look at the pain, look at the death, look at the suffering. However, however... There was a man, his name is Command Sergeant Major Gregory Patton and his wife Sheila. They had to bury their 23-year-old son, Staff Sergeant James Patton, who was killed in Iraq. So the father served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Then the son at 23 became a professional soldier. He did two uh, tours in Iraq and he did four tours in Afghanistan. In fact, when his body was brought back, his father had to come home And uh, the deal with the funeral, Uh, he was in Afghanistan at the time and had to bury his son. And uh, the 23-year-old son was married. He had a wife and a daughter. And the amazing thing was this, talking about perspective, his mother was interviewed on CNN. Now, this was not a cold-hearted woman who had no feelings that we're talking about here. She had composure, an amazing composure amidst the sadness And here's the thing, she understood that life would not be fair. She understood that having two men in the military, pain was inevitable. But this is what she understood. Because I've got two men, my husband and my son in the army, pain could be inevitable, but misery is going to be optional. And she was interviewed, she said we have to go ahead, we have to laugh again, And you know what she's gone on to do since 2010? She goes and speaks to widows. She goes and speaks to military groups. And she helps other widows move on. Because she teaches them that pain is inevitable. But misery is optional. And it's a perspective that she's got. You say, well, yes, if you've got a soldier in your... Listen, you've got to recognize that every day when people leave your home and go onto the road, there's a chance something could happen. There's a chance they could die. There's a chance that even though you're a Christian, your children could die. Pain is inevitable because of the fall, but misery is always optional, and we have to have a perspective that this is not all there is. There's a life in the future. I want to encourage you, and I'm not going to be negative this morning, but I want to say this to you. If you've got someone that's in the military, they could die. If you get someone who's in a sport that's a dangerous sport, they could die. Someone is in very high-speed racing or in a very dangerous kind of sport, you better get used to the fact that pain could be inevitable. Then if you lost them, misery would be optional. You would mourn, but you wouldn't mourn as those who don't have hope. We have to develop a perspective in our pain because every one of us will experience pain. It's a matter of perspective, and when you change your perspective, everything changes. Let me put it to you like this. A man and his wife went on a road trip, and they stopped at a petrol station and filled up with petrol, and the uh, t- petrol attendant started cleaning the window, and uh, the man, when the guy was finished, he smiled, you know, expecting a tip, and the man looked out the window, and he said, can't you see the entire window? is still dirty. Do it again, and the attendant was quite surprised. He went and redid the whole thing, squeezed the water, used the squeegee. Second time, he said to him, what's the matter with you? Can't you see the window is dirty? Well, at this point, his wife just reached over, as, as, as older people do, took off his glasses, wiped them on her blouse, and put them back on. Suddenly, the windscreen was clean, because the lens through which you see things is extremely important. Look through the lens of the flesh and everything is dirty and horrible. Look through the lens of the spirit and you see brighter things, not just your pain. And we've got to be careful that we don't become oversensitive and wounded by the experiences of life. You know, if life has hurt you and you haven't recovered from it, your perspective of life will be everything in life hurts and people will always hurt you. can, can I say this? We've got enough miserable Christians You're a bad advertisement. Let's begin to move beyond and show people that we live beyond the things of this world. And sometimes it's not what's happening around you. It's what's happening in you. And it's the wounds that we need healing from. You know, a man once went to his doctor, sat down with the doctor, and he said, Doc, everywhere I touch on my body hurts. The doctor said, that sounds serious touch your nose, touch your knee, touch your foot, the doctor said let me have a look at you, went looking through, must have some serious disease, finally the doctor says I found out now what it is, I now know why everywhere you touch is hurt, you have got a dislocated finger. Your lens, your perspective will determine your level of pain. It's time to begin to see through the Word and to see through the lens of the Spirit and to change your perspective. Let me say it again. Pain is inevitable, but you're getting it. Listen, if you get nothing from this message except to remember that phrase, I would have helped you live a lovely life for the next week. And some wives are saying, preach it, Pastor Andre." Number five, and I've got these two more, look forward to the end of pain. Isn't it great that we can look forward to the end of pain? Man, there's no, there's no end in sight to painful experiences until Jesus, you know, ushers in the close of the age. But I love the fact that in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, it says this, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain For the old order of things has passed away. I think that pain in this life, with the hope of the next, should make this life more bearable. Because there's something better, I can cope with what I'm going through now. Because this isn't all there is. And if you're experiencing pain at the moment, illness, loss, disease, financial loss, whatever it might be. If you're in excruciating pain from cancer, this isn't all there is. We have a hope of a better life, of a resurrection, and we can trust God for a pain-free life in the future. Josh McDowell said this, no matter how devastating our struggles, disappointment, and troubles are, they are only temporary. No matter what happens to you, no matter the depths of tragedy or pain you face, no matter how death stalks you and your loved ones, the resurrection promises you a future Of immeasurable good. Pain is inevitable. Misery is optional. If you look forward to the end of pain. And lastly, number six, this is what you have to do. You have to transform your pain daily. You see, you can't choose what happens to you, but you can choose what happens in you. You can't choose what life gives you, but you can choose what you will give life. And I said there are enough miserable Christians in the world. We've got to be believers who spread joy and happiness despite our pain. We need to be like the mother of that 23-year-old soldier who looks death in the face, pain in the face, loss in the face, only 23 years old, leaving behind a wife and a grandchild. But she says, you know what, I'm prepared for this and my perspective is not going to be one of misery and victimhood. You've got to transform your pain daily. As I move to a close, let me explain it to you like this. Edward Roy is a very profitable businessman from Florida. The reason he is profitable in his business and has gone on to make millions is he runs something called Jiffy John's. Jiffy John's are simply portable toilets. You know, people say, I'm going to the John. He runs portable toilets. And guess what? Wherever there are people, you need portable toilets. Racetracks, events, churches, tent meetings, outdoor events. Wherever there are people, you need a John. Because people produce byproducts. Here's a man who understood that this is what life will give you. Well, he just kept on manufacturing these things, kept on putting them out, started making a fortune, but then he realized, you know what, I've got to get rid of the sewage, and the company that was transforming the sewage into uh, byproducts, into fertilizer, was charging him half the money he was making, so he went and he began to research, he began to look at what he could do with all what he was receiving. Am I making sense? You say, all I receive is, don't say it. And he found an answer with a chemical that you could use to transform it into fertilizer. Man, his shares were like somewhere around 100. uh, 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 No, sorry, seven rand a share went up to 115 a share in one year, giving him a return of 1,693%. Edward Roy took what was given to him and transformed it into something that would grow things. Your pain should not destroy you, it should grow you. It should make you stronger and more resilient. And I want to ask you today, what is life throwing at you? What has life thrown at you during COVID? Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. You can choose and you can transform your life. I do not want to be a victim of circumstances, I don't want to die one day. And they say at my funeral, he was so brave. But I remember it was COVID that finally brought him. You know, he was full of faith until COVID. Then at COVID, poor Pastor Andre, he just became so no. Pain is inevitable, misery is optional. It's a choice I will make every day that I will not let life or this country or its politics or the war in Ukraine pull my spirit down. I will look at life through the lens of faith. I will see the end of pain. I'll realize the purpose of pain. And I will determine that I will not allow my joy to be stolen. Because when my joy goes, my wife's joy goes, my family's joy goes, and our church's joy will go, and we'll just become survivors instead of thrivers in Jesus' name. As I close this morning, we'll take a moment to sing. Charles Stanley said this. He said, our Heavenly Father understands our disappointment, suffering, pain, fear, and doubt. He is always there to encourage our hearts and help us understand that He's sufficient for all our needs. He says, when I accepted this as an absolute truth in my life, I found that my worrying stopped you've got to recognize that God loves you God cares God knows what you're going through but he's given you grace sufficient to overcome it you can do this through Christ who gives you strength today do you believe that we hope you have been blessed and inspired by this message